Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review. Whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast, tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Yeah, what's going on, man? It's me, Dom Sharp. I'm the host of the This Is Why You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, and the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, because it's a fact, though. And I want to say a few words about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard, Anchor is the easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you real fast. Number one, it's free. And Anchor allows you to add and record your podcast right for your phone or laptop. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you got Got 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 30 listeners, 40 listeners, 50 listeners. No matter how many fucking listeners you got, you can make money off your podcast. No problem. It's everything you ever going to need to make a podcast all in one place. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to your Google Play Store or your App Store and download the Anchor app today. Now, if you ain't got a phone or you ain't got a fucking tablet, you got a laptop, because how else would you be listening to this right now? I need you to go on your laptop and go to anchor.fm and create your podcast today. It's the easy way to make a podcast. I'm telling you, I did it, so so can you. Let's get it done. Even better than I was the yeah. last time, baby. Ooh, 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 ooh. We back. I'm good. Do you know what we're yeah. We back, and 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 we back. Rashes made me anxious, and acid made me crazy. I'm twisting on the looser, that wax just made me lazy. And I still made this song, and I'ma make another. If you ever better hit me, better watch out for my brother. Better bet I made that shit. Mother, get a watch with all that glitters, come in clutters, different colors, been a baller, been for butler, show for hit a stainer, did I stutter, did a ton of drugs and did better than all my automata. Motherfucking money dance, honey's in, galilee, make a joke, don't let no tear them piggy back on balance fleet, balancing on sports, this city and fucking pure joy, nightly searches for our bed, and I got a lot to enjoy, but I pick a blade, I got some motherfucking business, how many lap burners have I fucked since I got suspended, Mr. Benny, you did it, 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 Ah, uh, doesn't it feel good to have music back on this podcast? <laughs> doesn't it feel like right to start this podcast with some good ass music? Ah, uh, that was if you don't know, if you don't know, I don't know who the fuck you are. That's Acid Rap, Chance the Rapper, the intro, good ass intro. Um, and this is another episode of the Listen, Listen to the White Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that because that is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga? Me or Google? I'm your host with the most. Your host with the mostest. All that cool fly shit. Me, Dom Sharp. And I'm back. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm back, guys. I haven't released a podcast in like almost a month now. I think the last one I released was June 8th. June 8th. So yeah, I'm back with a podcast. It feels weird. Um, I think part of the reason I haven't podcast in so long was because I just didn't have the Rodecaster, which is like a big piece of like um, my podcasting equipment. So the two episodes I did release, I think maybe one or two, I, I recorded with a stock USB mic I bought off Amazon for like thirty bucks, and I plugged it into like my laptop, and I just recorded that. But um, so I I, I didn't like I don't like how that sound came out, so I just stopped. But also I stopped. Because it was just like, the world was in flames. Like, I think it would be weird for me to start this podcast and I tell you why I didn't do a podcast for four weeks. Because I know this podcast has, I hope that it's become like a part of you guys' like weekly ritual. Like every Monday, well, this will come out on Tuesday. But every Monday, you guys get a new podcast in your, in your feed and it's like, ah, oh, good. I new listen to this. And I just didn't, I just didn't feel up to record. Like the world was in flames. Um, and some people, Potted through it Like some people came in And talked about it every week And like I applaud those guys I applaud them Like honestly But me personally I just didn't feel up To coming in every week And talking about it Like for my mental health I just couldn't come in And talk about The world Being in flames And I, It would have felt more irresponsible For me to not talk about it every week 
to come in here and just act like the world wasn't in flames. So it was like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place of like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but I feel like irresponsible if I didn't talk about it. So I just like didn't upload. Um, and it's weird because a lot of the conversations started as unity. Like a lot of it started as black people coming together to tear down a system. But then a lot of infighting happened. Like black women became so fed up that black men weren't protected them, which is a violent thing to get us about because we don't do a good job protecting black women. So like that's a violent thing to get us about. And then we came after transphobe and, and homophobes for not having the same energy when one of those people went missing or was killed. So it was like a lot of infighting happened. I was like, yo, but like that's what they want. It's, it's like divide and conquer. They want us to break us into sections and fight between each other and not fight them. So I was just like, yo, it's so fucked up and I want to talk about these things, but it's like my mental health, like I was in a bad space. Like I was just living in my head a lot. I was like, I just couldn't, I didn't feel right coming and giving you guys that energy. Now, of course, like this isn't what happened across all black people. Just a couple thousand, couple thousand people I follow on Twitter had these conversations, but that conversation completely threw me off. Like I began to write skips where I planted my flag in one argument, like on one side of the argument. Like I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I wrote a 15 minute piece about the no name Jacoby. I wrote 15 minutes on that shit. <laughs> like <laughs> two artists that I respect, two artists who have com completely molded my taste in music, two artists who on the surface just reading the lyrics should be on that same side of this shit. But they had a brief back and forth over some tweets in the tone. Tweets in tone is what the conversation was about. So I couldn't come here and talk about that every week. I just couldn't. But just because I didn't use this platform to talk about it didn't mean that I didn't do my part. When I, I'm trying to tell you, every fucking bail fund, every legitimate GoFundMe I saw, I donated some of my UC money to. Like, if the government's going to give me a free $600, here, nigga, take this 40 ball. Here, take that. I don't care. You can have that. So, yeah, just because I didn't come here and talk about it every didn't mean I didn't do my part. It doesn't mean I was silent unless it happened. Like, I was donating money to every legit bail fund, every legit GoFundMe. Just, like, do my part because I just didn't feel right coming in and talking about that shit every week. Like, I just wasn't in the right space. So, I would like to say thank you to everybody who stuck around. I would like to say thank you to everybody who listened to past episodes because the views on past episodes did go up. I actually checked my analytics two days ago right before I started writing the script for this podcast so i appreciate you but now it's time to get into some bullshit now a lot of the topics i get from this podcast come straight from twitter why you may ask that's because i am a twitter nigga through and through <laughs> in fact <laughs> just last week i spent 15 hours and 56 minutes scrolling through twitter of the of the 70 hours i spent looking at my screen last week I spent 15 hours and 56 minutes just looking at Twitter. Another 35 of that just came from looking at YouTube videos, which is a problem. But I'm a Twitter nigga. So you imagine my surprise when I woke up from my slumber around 3 p.m. Because, of course, I'm a bum-ass nigga. And I saw that Jada Pickett-Smith in August Alcina was trending. Now, I thought it was common knowledge that Jada in August was fucking. I thought that was just something that we all knew. I'm not, like, I don't know. Like, he released a song two years ago detailing the whole thing. But I think the reason we talked about it so much this time is the fact that he actually said, Will gave me his blessing. Like, that line is such a weird fucking line. It's, it's almost like, like he asking Jada to go on prom. Like, like, like he asked for Jada's hand in marriage. Like, it's such a weird phrase that we just stuck on that. Now, I think there's a few ways to attack this. Like, we could attack it from the angle of power dynamics. Like, did a wealthy woman use a younger man for a person who gained it and kick him to the side when she no longer had any need for him? Now, if we do do that, we have to talk about a double standard that is this. Because if the genders were reversed, we will be having a conversation about how nasty Jada is for fucking a man half her age. But I feel like that's a tired angle, and it's been, and it's been explored. And we could attack the mental health angle. August is a young man who is on a record having mental health issues and may not, and may not have the best coping mechanisms. And Jada is a person who is way more experienced with his life shit, helped the young man get through a rough patch, and then gave him back to the streets when she no longer needed him. But that's pretty similar to the other one. I think the most interesting topic is who the fuck was Will with? I, like I think this has been lost on us Like who the fuck was Will with Like I think Jada has made it abundantly clear About how they about how she sees Will's and Jada's relationship It's more of a life partnership at this point I believe the, the quote was like Well we go, I'm going to be on this side of this house And you're going to be in this side of this house Like I want to know Who was Will with 
on his side of the house. So the internet has created this rumor and it started the, I don't know, fantasize about Will Smith being a bisexual man. A man who was on the other side of his house with a man. Now, I don't really believe that. I don't really buy into it because I, Will's been famous for 30 plus years now. And I feel like if Will was bisexual or gay, we would have heard the rumors at some point before now. And besides, Will is one of the most progressive parents in the history of parents. J.D. Smith is the same nigga who tweeted once on Twitter that he wanted to shave his fucking penis off. And all Will Smith was... He was like, you know, Jaden's an eccentric kid. You know, he, he, he's a free thinker. He's, that's all he said. Super progressive parent. And you think that's the guy that wouldn't tell her that he gay? No, I don't believe it. I'm not buying into that. I think it's where we're possible that Will was on his way in his house with three white women. And yes, I meant the plural, women. I think that one-on-one sex is strictly for the poor. <laughs> like, when you are as rich as he is, there's, like, you're definitely thumping three women at a time. There's no way you're just thumping one at a time. Three women is getting thumped at a time. <laughs> I think Will is making bitches, like, role play with him. <laughs> like, I think that he got three different women calling him three different names from three different roles he played. Like, one bitch is calling him Hitch. Another bitch called him Hancock. Another bitch is calling him Will. But she says it with, like, a 90s, like, white person accent to make sure that we understand that it's Will Smith the Fresh Prince. I like, I think Will is some kinky shit like that. I think Will makes rules for the women. Like, they can't even look at each other during the, during the foursome. Like, all the, all the attention must be focused on him. And then once he nut, he like they can do whatever the fuck they want. But while they're fucking, them bitches can't even look at each other. I think Will ain't even like having like women who are bisexual or or who are like bi curious and want to explore other women. I think he's taking strictly straight women and making them fuck each other. I think Will is that kind of rich where he has the money to do dumb shit like that. I think Will is definitely dumping three at a time. I think that people were saying things like. You know how comfortable you got to be to be in an open marriage? I think the word they were looking for was rich. Because when you're rich, you can do goddamn anything. Like, rich has been, Will has been rich for 30 years now. Like, 30 years easily. And he has been in blockbuster films, plus a sitcom that's still getting played on fucking TV One 30 times a day. So when you're that rich, I don't think there's any, like, I don't think you have this idea that maybe your wife might leave you. Like, the only way Jada could really ever leave Will is, is if she find a richer man. And that's way easier said than done. I think this is a, a, a classic example of people worried about the wrong shit. Because, yeah, the surface story is, is it's juicy. Like, it's, it's tenderizing. But that story underneath? Nigga. That's where that good meat at. Like, who was Will fucking, honestly? I want to know that. Like, I, that, that's what I want to know. If Jada's in there thumping August Alcina and he in there auto-crooning, who the fuck was Will Smith thumping? <sighs> Guys, I have completely ran out of things to watch on Netflix. I've exhausted all options on Netflix. I've watched everything Known to man. I watched that movie 365. I watched some fucking rom-com. I watched a fucking daybreak, a fucking a kids movie, a kids television show. It was clearly targeted for teens, but my 22-year-old man self watched it and I enjoyed it. I've ran out of things to watch. So I was happy to hear that rappers were going to be releasing music through these trying times, which is good. Cause somebody like me who's watched everything needed some new content to indulge in. But what I didn't expect was for these artists to sell so poorly their first week. Now, I'm going to use some numbers right now. But before I give you these numbers, I got to tell you that I'm not using these numbers to tell you how good or how bad the album was. I'm just using it to gauge the popularity of the artists during these times, right? So let's, let's go here first. For example, the City Girls only sold 19000 their first week. 1900 k Let's just say that. 19 k the first week. That's an ultra flop for them. That's an ultra fucking flop. The City Girls are two of the most popular artists in the game right now. Like, you couldn't find two women more hot last year. Maybe Meg, but the City Girls are right there. It was a whole women movement. Hot Girl Summer, uh, City Girls, City Boys. It was this whole thing. 
And for them to only sell 19,000, that's an ultra flop. If I had if somebody would ask me, yo, Dom, what do you think the city girl's gonna sell on the album that comes out? My estimate would have been like, I don't know, around like 50K. But even that feels low for them. Like even 50K just sounds like ugh. I would think it was like 55, 60, 65, 75 in that range. Like I like that would have been an under for sure. And life's too short to bet the under, but I would have bet the under. T Grizzly sold 19k his first week. Now, T Grizzly is one of those artists who have who, whose album sales have like decreased since his first album. But this album from what I heard and from like reports I've heard other people hear, we all like the album. It's like everybody that heard it likes the album. I feel like this T Grizzly album would have been one of those albums that if like word of mouth would have made it go up to like from 19k to maybe 25, maybe 30k. Just with people telling people about it during the week like, "Yo, bro, you heard that T Grizzly go crazy, go crazy." And it, it would have spread. But because nobody's outside to tell each other that shit, so 19k. Big flop. And the biggest flop of them all. <laughs> Smoke Perp so 5,000 copies his first week. Five, let me get 5K. This is what he said. 5,000. 5, 000, 0, 0, 0. That's what he sold his first week. Now, Smoke Perp, Lil Pump, and Blueface are all like rappers who are clearly just a fad. They were a response to like old heads who just hated the new generation of rappers. So high school just popped up the worst rappers possible. But Smoke Perp was one of the guys people actually thought had talent. Travis Scott even signed him to his Cactus Jacks records and then dropped him without anybody noticing. So when a Jack Boys project released and everybody was looking for him, was like, yo, where's Smoke Perp? Where's Smoke Perp? A fan tweeted him, was like, yo, did you get dropped? He was like, nah, I'm with Interscope Alamo now. He got dropped. <laughs> he was dropped. Cactus Jack Records is a subsidiary. It's underneath Interscope. What happened was Travis Scott was like, I don't want this nigga no more. They was like, fine, we'll take him. We'll take him on the, on, on, on the big label. So with that being said, this is a major label release. And it feels like it. He got features from Young Nudie, Rick Ross, and Jack Carlo. Clearly, they thought this album was going to do better than it did. But it did. Like, I wouldn't be surprised that after this showing, they dropped this nigga. So the question I ask, why are, rapping, why are rappers flopping so hard? During quarantine. I think you have to look at when and where people are digesting today's music. I think a lot of music is digesting in car rides to and from work. Like a lot of us would just pick an album and listen to that and to the next shit that we like drop. Excuse me. And a lot of people who don't who don't got cars, we catch the bus. And we'll just pick an album and that album will be the soundtrack to our daily lives until some new shit drops. That's how we go. But without that constant travel, you're losing a lot of those sales. You're losing a lot of those streams. If people aren't going to and from, that music isn't being played to and from. I remember a few months ago on this podcast, I had a debate with Cam. You guys know Cam. Me and Cam debated about the Little Uzi album Maternal Take and why I didn't like it. And his conclusion, and his conclusion to me was that I didn't like it because I didn't go outside. He told me that I got to hear it around some people and my, view, and my view on the album would change. And I feel like that statement is true for a lot of music that drops now. Like 90% of the music that drops now, I feel like that statement is true. But if nobody's outside, how can I hear the music correctly? If you at the party with some baddies to like it, you gotta be drunk. You gotta be drunk at the club to like it. You gotta be. At, you gotta be high at the kickback to like it. All of these qualified. All of these qualified just listen to the album, and nobody can do this. I think that's a commentary on on the kind of music that's being made now. If you make music that can only be played while I'm outside and having a good time, is it really good music then? Like. Everything sounds good when I'm a few cups in. Like, every song in the world sounds good when I'm three cups in. Like, nigga, I fucking two-stepped the Baby Shark. The DJ played Baby Shark as a joke one time, and I was in a club. Baby Shark. Like, I was getting in. Because it slapped. When I'm two cups in, everything sounds good. That drum line started to go crazy. So telling me I had to be outside to listen to the music, it is cold for the music isn't that good. And vice versa. 
If you telling me nah, bro, you gotta listen to the music indoors. You gotta light some candles. You know, you got chill. You got clean a little bit. All that means is that music is boring. That music isn't good. <laughs> like all that means that music is sleepy and it's time to go to sleep. Nobody wanted. Nobody wants to listen to lo-fi every day. I don't want to listen to lo-fi. I like lo-fi, nigga. When I rap my own music, I type in lo-fi beats sometimes just to like get on track, nigga. I don't like listening to lo-fi. I haven't listened to one lo-fi artist a day in my life. I think the point I'm trying to make is I don't think enough artists are making music for every occasion. And I just said Drake here, Drake Dick's here because I, I do suck Drake Dick a lot on this podcast. But he makes music for every occasion in every setting. He makes music for the club, music for the kickback, music for the car ride, music for, music for when you're alone. And I think that is a constant choice Drake is making. Because he has so many fans and so many different graphics that he has to cover all the bases. And you hear it in the music. You hear it. I just hope that the young artists look at how poorly they sold and realize that you can't always make music for when you're happy because people aren't always happy and partying. Because when no one is happy and partying, you see the effects. If nobody's outside having a good time, how can you music? How can you make music that sounds like I'm outside and having a good time? Okay. These niggas flopping. That's all I got to say. These niggas flopping. Floppers, big old floppers, not flappers. That's what I call titties. But these niggas is floppers. Uh, I gotta ask you guys a question. I gotta ask listen to this question right now. Is this podcast a safe place? This is this podcast a safe space where I can express myself and be honest. It is good. I have something to say. I, I, I have to be vulnerable with you guys for a second. This is my vulnerable voice. I'm putting on my deep, sultry, vulnerable voice. <sighs> okay, you ready? I, Dominic Sharpenton, used to be a DJ Academics fan. Fuck, I said it. I said it. That is. I used to be a DJ Academics fan. In the summer 2016, I was in his Twitch streams all the time. I used to call him on Skype and be on the phone with him all the time. I used to be a chat nigga. I used to wake up in the morning. First thing I would do was go to Academics Instagram and just scroll. Uh, why did I stop? I stopped because Academics content that he was post was just bad for my diet. It just wasn't good for me. Like he would post rappers that were intentionally bad just to get uh, interaction and me just being like, you know, the hip hop novice that I am, the guy, not novice, the, the elitist, I'm my I'm elitist, hip hop elitist who just like, nah, bro, that ain't, that ain't good music, nah, fuck that, that nigga ain't really rapping, that nigga ain't got no, that guy that I am, um, I couldn't, um, I couldn't, I couldn't get jiggy with it, so I just had to unfollow him, but for as long as I can remember, for the longest time, it has been a beef between DJ Academics and Meek Mill. Now, Ak is a Drake fan. And during the Drake versus Meek beef in 2016, he took a clear side, and Meek never liked that. Meek took the stance that he was he he was he was he was street. He was the street, you know. He was the voice of the trenches. And of course, somebody like Academics wouldn't understand him. So for years, Meek and Meek and Ak been been beefing. Meek been saying that Ak has caused a lot of deaths in the black communities just by making beats bigger than what they was. But Meek is the same guy who, who for a decade has made songs about the same shit. But when Meek does it, you know, he's telling stories from the streets. You know, he's a, he's a hood poet. But when, but when Act does it, what are he's doing? He's just reporting on what's going on in the streets. He's the hood reporter. This whole beef came back around again once Meek saw that Freddie Gibbs was beating up on Act, which is one of the funny interactions I ever seen on Twitter. It's honestly some of the funniest shit ever because it just sounded like two cornball niggas. Now I understand Act may be a cornball. Freddie Gibbs isn't a cornball, all accounts. I never like listened to his music. I don't really know. But from all accounts, he's not a cornball, right? But it just Act was like, yeah, but I get more money than you. And Freddie Gibbs was like, but you don't fuck no bitches, though. There's two of the corniest niggas that's arguing. That's how, like, high school corny niggas argue. First of all, neither you niggas getting money, neither you niggas is fucking bitches. Shut up. But in this case, it's like, yo, both of you niggas are getting money. Both of you niggas are fucking bitches. Shut up. Like, why is this a debate you niggas is having? <laughs> but... 
Meek saw this and he was like, nah, we should cancel act. Let's get act out the paint. My problem with Meek Mill is he's such a fucking hypocrite. He's a hypocrite who thinks he's a social justice warrior. Meek went to jail and everybody in hip hop yelled free Meek. He came home, fought for prison reform, and I don't know what happened to that. As far as I know, Kim Kardashian has gotten more niggas out the has gotten more niggas out of jail than Meek. I don't get it. So he had this rebirth when he came home and people and people people see him as the people champ. You know, he was the underdog and we fought for him. I know somebody's hearing this right now, like, nah, bro, you don't know. You know, me gave a hundred thousand last year to Philly schools, but that's not real change. That's not that's not real change. Yeah, he probably did that, but that's a tax write-off, nigga. This is the same guy that tweeted, y'all be in the trenches. I let the kids touch me like he's Jesus. Like he's some fucking king of kings or some shit. Nigga, you are Rameek Williams. Meek doesn't beef with anyone tough. He just picks on guys he know he can out tough. Meek is the same guy that beat up Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller with the peg leg. All because he wouldn't say that he wrote all of Drake's records. Same guy. <laughs> this is the same guy that did this. Meek is the same guy that when he saw Nicki Minaj's husband, who is a nasty nigga. By all accounts, is a, a nasty nigga. But also, is a street nigga from what I hear. He saw that nigga and all he did was get into a shouting match with him. That's that did they go get chance earn your stripes? But now he wanna earn his stripes on bitch niggas. Meek, Meek is the same nigga who's beefing with academics on Twitter. Just as as late as two days ago, maybe. Just maybe two days ago, I saw tweets of him and Act going back and forth. Just recently. When when Quilly, a Philly rapper, who for my whole life has done nothing but rap about shooting niggas and, and selling crack, <laughs> has dissed Meek Mill. He put out two put put out two diss records, and Meek ain't saying not a fucking word. He been hush hush about it. He's a super hush about it. Meek chooses who he wants to be tough with. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like Meek, that like Meek could have really proved something against Quilly. That's a guy from Philly, from the city where I'm from too. He could have said something to him, but he did. I, I my and my my theory is that I think that Meek couldn't know he he couldn't he couldn't out treat Quilly. Like he couldn't out tough him because Quilly's actually still in the streets. Like Quilly said, he said, "Nigga, you with Robert Kraft? I'm in the field throwing bullets like Tom Brady." Like, you with the owners, but I'm still down here. I'm in the trenches still. So he knew he couldn't out-tough Quilly. And I think Meek could have just came through with the, I'm richer than you, but I don't think the streets would have respected that. The streets, quote-unquote, would have respected that. And as far as the beef with 6 9 that's the most damning thing. Now, there is an actual sexual assault case on his record that Meek could make, like, a real fuss about. Like, yo, this guy is a saucer. This guy isn't good for rap, but he doesn't. He keeps saying, no, nah, he a rat, he a rat, he a rat. Listen, I'm no street nigga, so I'm not going to comment on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let the guy 50 Cent tell us about fucking what Meek in, in, in that 6 9 situation. Let, listen, listen to what 50 said. I'm going to say who I'm talking about, right? Please don't. I'm just gonna say, if you represent prison reform, how did you sign to a correctional officer? And you managed by a snitch. Help me, help me with this, man. I'm like, look, look. There's no, look. There's no. I just look at certain shit and I go, wait. How did that? Because the, okay, let's not say it's tough to say official. Right when we look at things, we gotta sit and say, "There's a lot of shit that's going on," and and nigga, to make it, let's just make it. He said, "If you for if you for police reform, how are you going to sign to a correction officer? Rick Ross was a correction officer, be managed by a snitch. So your whole beef is with six nine because he worked with the feds." Because he snitched on a few niggas. But nigga, you working with the feds too. Like, 
You was just you working with the feds just as much as uh, Six Nine did. Now that's over exaggeration, probably. But this is a podcast. It's here for entertainment. So I'm gonna say you were working with the feds just as much as Six Nine is. If you gonna stand on the hill that you is a hood poet, you for the streets, then down that fucking hill. Don't come with this street justice reform. You fuck you, you nigga. You not Tupac. You you not you not as smart as him. You not as literate as him. You're not. You just a nigga who went to jail. And we fought for you to get out of jail. So you came home and said, nah, I'm the police reform now. You're not that guy. That's not who you are, Meek. It's just, and, and that shit makes me mad. So that's my whole spill with Meek Mill. I, 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 don't like, I, don't, I don't like Meek. I'm, I just don't like him. I think his music is cool. Like, he got songs. Like, when, whenever the intro come on, I'm, go, I'm going to rap it word for word. That's just how it is. He got other songs. Like, but when, they, when I hear it, I'm going to turn up to it. But as far as like his personality, what a personality he shows is because I don't know this nigga in real life. I don't like him. Now, I'm from Philly, and Meek probably never going to hear this. But at some point, this podcast is going to be big, and Meek going to hear this. And he going to try to send Goon Philly after me and, and, and Teefy and all, the, and all them street niggas after me. All I'm saying is, if I get beat up, it was the Dream Chasers. <laughs> if a little hair on my head is touched... It was the dream. Because I'm not no street nigga. I'm a rapper. Now, did I rob a few niggas back in the day? Yeah, sure. But I never shoot nobody. <laughs> niggas I robbed was bitches. I make sure I robbed the most bitch-ass niggas. Know why? Because I'm not tough. Can I probably beat a few niggas in a one-on-one fight? Yeah, probably. If I'm tough, no. So if I get beat up, it was the dream chasers. It was them niggas. Them niggas beat me up. And I will go on Vlad and I will snitch. <laughs> I'm going on Vlad and I'm snitching on all you niggas. Fuck you. <laughs> oh shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh shit. Yo, so that clip I just played was from Twitter. And while I was just on Twitter looking for that twip, oh, that twip? What the fuck? What words did I just say? I just found another clip. I didn't write any notes on this, but I think this is pretty funny. So apparently TI is war with all is that war with all in New York. So I'm gonna play this video. It's 56 seconds, and I want us to listen to this. And after we listen to it, I'm going to make fun of it. <laughs> I want them to see what the South got to say. Now listen, hey, I'm the king below the Mason Dixon line, king of the South. I speak for all of the Southern people. New <laughs> Plus, plus. <laughs> Who this nigga think he is? Bro, it's mad niggas below the Mason Nixon line. He said, I speak for all of the Southern people. It's me, T.I., the same nigga, the same nigga who just like six weeks ago was like, this here Wakanda, it's sacred. The same nigga. <laughs> New York been saying shit under their breath about us and having little bullshit, slick ass comments about us thinking it's all slow down here, but they want to come down here and go to our malls and go to our clubs. But <laughs> First of all, bro, the only nigga that's talking about the only literally the only nigga that's talking about the North versus the South is for the hip hop still is fucking Joe Budden. He's the only nigga that's making his beef still happen. That's the only fucking nigga. He's talking about niggas won't go to our malls. Bro, it's mad malls up north. It's listen, my girl went to King of Prussia today. Apparently it's a Gucci store in there. I ain't never been to Gucci, but apparently it's one in there. King of Prussia is like a county outside of Philadelphia. It's in Pennsylvania. It's a good store in there. What the fuck we need to go to the South for, nigga? What? I need some racism when I'm buying my clothes? Nah, nigga. What? I, went, I need to be hot, nigga. What? No, it's okay. Like... <laughs> and they want to kick it like, nigga, we substandard when they get back up top. Well, that shit stop right now. <laughs> Yo, why is this nigga talking like the best dictator in the history of dictators? Nigga want to be sub stand up, but when they get back up top, <laughs> who is this nigga? Who is this? Yo, somebody take the phone from Tip Harris. Somebody take. Yo, is this T.I. or is it Tip? Like, who is it? Because this nigga's wildin'. That shit stop right now, goddammit. The king say that shit stop. He say he the king of New York, and if he don't want to do it, and one of them other niggas up there who got a goddamn catalog want to pull up, tell him come see the king. Don't. <laughs> who is he talking to? Like, obviously he's on the phone with Kevin Hart, I think. Let me. Let me don't come around me. Come sit down with me. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you, T. 
I'm here for it. Tell him, come see. God damn it. Andre told him the South had something to say, and I'm saying it. <laughs> Andre told him the South had something to say, and I'm saying it. Bro, shut the fuck up. Who is this nigga, B? Yo, who is this nigga, yo? Like, why is he, why does he sound like Dr. Doofenshmirtz? Like, why is he trying to take over the whole tri-state area right now? Like, who is this nigga? Like, why is he so angry? To give context, I think he's talking about, like, a versus battle between, like, the North, the best, North, the best, South Racker. I don't know who he said. That nigga said he don't want to do it. I don't know who, like, is it 50 he's talking about? Like, who's he talking about? I don't know. But he's really adamant about a, a, a North versus South versus battle. The funny part is, like, not the funniest part, but the funny part is Kevin Hart is on the phone, clearly in bed with his wife. Clearly so want, so badly wants to get off the phone, but he can't because him and T.I. are friends, and he got to be there for his friends. And I applaud Kevin Hart for being such a good friend. I applaud him. Like, my friends would have hung up on me already. Cam would have hung up with Cam would have hung up the phone. Cam would have been like, yo, bro, you're wilding. Nobody gives a fuck. Shut up. Like, not, like Cam would not have gave me that much time to air out my grievances. This video... <laughs> this video is about um 56 seconds long and i could tell he was on the phone for about an hour what's funny is um uh keisha just texted me she said i think ti and 50 cent are gonna have a versus battle uh it's funny because i'm talking about this on the podcast right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna let her know as soon as i'm done recording i just talked about that on the podcast and it's funny because she 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 literally Text me about it as I'm watching the video live. So that's cool. Yo, who the fuck is this nigga? He said, the South has something to say? God damn it. I'm saying it again. Get T.I. the fuck out the paint, please, yo. This is the same nigga that said, this here Wakanda is sacred. <laughs> this here Wakanda is sacred. Is it, T.I.? Is it sacred? Jesus Christ. That shit is too funny. Oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm glad I got that nice laugh off. It wasn't it wasn't too many laughs in this podcast today. And I'm glad that video came out just as I was just literally I just went to play play you guys the, the fucking 50 cent clip and it happened. So thank God for that. <laughs> um there's this new thing I want to do on the podcast where um I uh I tell one of my whole stories. I think that this podcast I think one of the favorite things about, oh, I'm stuttering all over. For people who listen to this podcast, who gave me feedback, I think people who listen, who listen, who like, who like this podcast, listen to this every week. One is, one is like, one thing they like about it is when I just be flagrant and be nasty and tell you one of my whole stories. So at the end of every podcast, every week, I'm going to just tell you a whole story because I got plenty to go through. Let me say something. Hey, listen to me, young boy. For a lot of bitches in my life, a lot of bitches. A lot of nasty bitches, a lot of good-looking bitches. I've been in a lot of fucked-up situations because I wanted to thump something. So I got a whole bunch of stories where I can just go through. And this story is one of possibly one of my favorite stories, okay? So a few months ago, um, I was feeling real horny. I was, I was mad horny. I was so horny that I was willing to pay for shorty Uber here and back. Now, listen. Fellas, you gotta understand. If you if you if you if you my age and you ain't got a car and you ain't fucking with a bitch that drive, you understand that paying for the Uber here and back, that's a lot of money. Depending on depending on how far she lives, that could be like anywhere from forty dollars to hundred dollars. So I was prepared to be like, nah, Uber here and back. So it was I was doing a job. <laughs> I'm nasty. I'm disgusted for this. I was doing a job where I'm texting her, but I'm beat, but I'm stroking my meat at the same time. Like I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. What she gonna say? She gonna say yeah, right? Because also I'm preparing for her to tell me no, she don't want to come over, and then she and then she say no, she don't want to come over. I'm gonna just pop this job myself, and I'm gonna go to sleep. But I was like, nah, I'm like saving it just in case she do say she won't come over, so I can give it to her later on. Texting her, I was like, yo, what you what you doing tonight? She didn't respond. I was like, what the fuck? I hit her. I double text. I was like, yo, what you doing tonight? What you, what, you, what you on? She didn't respond. So I called the bitch. I said, nah, bitch, I'm horny. I call her. I'm on the phone. Still beating my dick. <laughs> Still stroking to me. I'm like, yo, yo, what you doing right now? She said, nah, and I'm watching my little sister. I said, a word? 
when you gonna be doing that till like what time you gonna be done she's on she's like just till my mom get back i was like a word you trying to fuck tonight she was like yeah i mean she's like i mean yeah i do but i ain't got no uber money i was like don't even worry about that i got that <laughs> right i'm like don't even don't even trip i got it I've already put in my head, I'm horny enough to pay for there and back. So I was, that wasn't even a problem when she said that. I was like, cool, fuck it, let's do it. So I keep stroking it for, <laughs> I keep stroking it for a little bit. I'm stroking it. <laughs> then she texts me like, yo, I'm ready. I said, I bet I'm about to call the Uber now. I called the Uber. The Uber get to her. She called me like, y'all, I'm in the Uber. I was like, I bet. Let me know you outside. Boop, boop, boop. Hung up. Because now I'm like, I'm, I'm frantically cleaning in my room. Right now, I'm, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I used to sleep on my couch, but now I got an air bed. So this is before I had the air bed. So now I'm like, I'm frantically cleaning and trying to get the couch together and shit like that. So I so I get her in here. Right? No, she texted me. She outside. She was like, I, I bet. Let me tell you how nasty, let me tell you how nasty I was. I was already in my boxers and a t-shirt. And when she said I'm outside, I was like, do I even want to put my shorts back on? Because them bitches is about to come off. She said, I said, no, I don't. So <laughs> but she's like, I'm outside. I was like, all right, come on, walk to the back. So I just kept my shorts. I just kept kept my shorts off, walked outside, and just my boxers <laughs> was like, yo, I met her in my driveway. I was like, yo, come on, let's go. So I get in here. Bop, bop, bop. I thump. I'm thumping the shit out of her. Boop, boop, boop. I'm giving her all, all good pipe, all good pipe. Mm, stroking her. Mm. You like that? Mm, take that day. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. All that cool fly shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, I nut. Here's, I'm, I am I nut, but I don't, I don't really come for sex. I had to, like, stroke it onto her face, which is, that's a different story. I'll tell you about that later. So, I do that. And as soon as I'm done, I'm like, I, right, you want to leave now? <laughs> but, like, I asked that question, but it wasn't really an option. That, that wasn't really optional. That was just, like, that was a given. Like, bitch, you're leaving now. Like, Posting the clarity F came, I'm looking at you completely different. I'm like, bitch, I want you out. Bye. So she's like, nah, yeah, for sure. So she getting dressed, and I'm calling, I'm trying to call her Uber. Uber taking forever to find me a driver. I said, what the fuck? I go to Lyft. Lyft taking forever to find me a driver. I said, yo, what the fuck? Why ain't no drivers? It's like 4 a.m. I'm like, yo, it's usually always drivers at this time. Like, it's somebody always doing Lyft for Uber. Nobody's doing Lyft for Uber. So I'm I'm frantically like like Uber would send me a notification like no nah, we not we ain't no drivers right now let's send me a notification there's no driver right now so every like five minutes they send me a notification I'm trying to book again they just not coming they just not fucking coming so now I'm like I'm, I'm like the disgustingness that I just fucked this bitch is really sitting in with me and I'm like yo I really just stumped this bitch she looked disgusting like she not even that cool she kind of fat like I like I like big girls but she wasn't even like. She wasn't even that good looking of a big girl. Like she carried it kind of sloppy, but like she would let me do whatever I wanted to her. So I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I, I, I take this pussy, which is disgusting, guys. Don't, don't be like me. So like I'm like, "What the fuck?" Now I'm getting mad. So it go like we we finished like four o'clock. Now it's like four thirty. I spend the extra thirty minutes with the bitch when I ain't have to. Like this is not something I usually have to do. Like I usually fuck her, then I kick her out. The Uber be there in ten minutes. Most I spending with her ten minutes. So <laughs> I go upstairs, right? <laughs> like I, I leave her in the basement. I go upstairs. I go, I text Cam. I'm like, yo, Cam. Yo, this, yo, yo. I was like, yo, bro, I need your help. Cam got this thing on his phone where like, like he put his phone on do not disturb. And it will auto text you back like he driving. But he wasn't. He was on do not disturb. He was like, yo, bro, what's wrong? Like, bro, I fucked this bitch. And no Ubers or Lyft are here. He was like. Damn, bro, that's crazy. I was like, bro, what the fuck do I do? He's like, bro, you got to wait till like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. on a weekday? Yo, you be there. Because it was like it was like Sunday or some shit. He was like, bro, 6 a.m. on a weekday? Nah, they'll, they'll be around. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Now I got to wait. So now I'm sitting here mad as shit because I got this bitch in my basement sitting on my couch and shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? What am I supposed to do with this? Like, how do I entertain this bitch? Like, how do I entertain a bitch that I don't even like? So... I tell her, like, yo, you're going to be here for a while. You might as well get comfortable. I tell her that, and the bitch decides to take off her clothes and get naked again. Like, we finna fuck. Whole time, I'm fully clothed now. Like, I got <laughs> I got sweatpants on. I got I got boxers on other my sweat. I got socks on. I got a T-shirt. Fuck. I'm, I'm thinking about throwing a hoodie on like this bitch. No. Yo, we not fucking no more. I'm, I want you to leave. Like, I don't want you here anymore. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> 
So all this is going on, and I'm like, I'm still trying to call her this Uber, right? She's sitting on my couch over here, and I'm like over there in like the other chair. I'm like, yo, no, I'm still trying to call this jump. I'm still trying to call this, trying to call this. It's just not coming. It's just not coming. Dog, when I tell you I Googled taxi services, nigga, in my adult life, I've never been in a taxi before. Never once in my adult life have I been inside a taxi. I literally called a taxi. I called three taxi services. I called all the ones closest to me, and none of them answered. I was like, yo, I'm going to put this bitch in a taxi. I'm texting Cam, like, yo, Cam, should I just kick this bitch out? Cam was like, nah, bro, you're not supporting black women. You got to, yeah, because you got to, you got help, or you got weight. Like, bro, women go on mission all over the place. You got weight. I'm like, yo fuck why did like when this nigga become woke like he was like nah bro fuck that bitch kick her out all of a sudden this nigga woke and shit i'm like damn bro you right and now i gotta wait and shit like that literally it's 5 a.m now i've never stopped calling her to ubers or lifts like i told you before like every five minutes they send me notifications like nah bro we can't like ain't not ain't not happening right now ain't ain't, ain't nobody sending jones out right now finally i get a driver when i tell you i got the driver and i was so happy this bitch was on my couch sleep i woke up like yo Yo, your Uber on the way. <laughs> the Uber was 20 minutes out. <laughs> like, no, nah, he on the way. Yo, come on, you got, y'all leave, y'all leave. The Uber got here in like 15 minutes. I, I, I walked into the Uber. I was like, text me when you get home. I didn't, I know, I don't know if she texted me when she got home because I blocked her. <laughs> as soon as she got into that car and she drove away, I blocked her because I, I realized how disgusting I was for thumping that. I was like, ew. I just felt nasty. The sun was starting to come up. Niggas in my driveway could see the type of bitches I was thumping. I was like, ew, this is this just felt weird. So, yeah, that's that's the story of me being nasty. I decided that I was so horny that I was ready to pay for both ways. And I did. Only to have it shoot me in the fucking face and be like, nah, bro. Ain't no Ubers. I feel like if she would have been like, nah, I, I got money to pay for my way back. I feel like I would have been able to kick her out. And she'd be like, I'll just call myself a taxi or something. But because I put it on me that I was going to get her her way here both ways and back. So, yeah. Shout out to that girl. I haven't spoke to her since because she's on my block list. So, yeah, man. This, this has been a good podcast back. I have a new format. I give you a few topics here and there. Boom, boom, boom. Script it out. Then at the end, I tell you a whole story from when I was a hoe. And I have a bunch of these to go through. A bunch of nasty sex stories because I am a sexual deviant and I should be jailed for some of the shit I did. Never raped anybody, as far as I know. As far as I know, everything was consensual. But maybe y'all might tell me in some of these stories I coerced a woman or something like that, which I hope don't happen. I hope. As far as I know, everything was consensual and I always make sure the woman was comfortable with what happened but you know social standards change i don't know let me stop i'm digging myself a hole that's let me stop from i'm digging my, this is how i talk to my women i dig i like i say something stupid then i just dig my i keep doubling down like no it's funny like what me being fat and ugly is funny no nah, i'm just saying like the idea that you're fat and ugly so the idea in your head yeah i just keep digging myself a hole so let me stop um um i think i'm going back going right back songs of the week even though i don't have cam and the Rob here to also play a song in the week. Um, I still have, I've been listening to like a lot of music during quarantine, of course. And I found an artist that I really like. His name is Deontay Hitchcock. He is an Atlanta rapper. And well, a, a good one though. And I say that like, it's like all Atlanta rappers are bad, but he's like an actual rapper rapper. And this is a song, How the Fuck featuring Six Black. Whereas people in the internet like to call him Six Lack. I'm supposed to tell you that I love you when I just really discover what love is Running away again, how the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I need you I need a second to think but you dug in Running away again, how the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I want you When all I know is I never wanted to end Running away again, how the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I love you When I just really discover what love is Running away again, how the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I love you And know I really fucking mean what I said You know I'm dealing with a million fucking things in my head you know I need you like the ad nigga breathe, but instead of having my back, you rather turn your back to me in the bed. You know I, fuck it, I just need to unwind. 
You know that I ain't tryna be the fucking reason you crying You know I'm working, know I got a lot of things on my mind You know that I wanna be with you 100% of the time And she like, nigga if you love, love me then say you love, love me then I told you my secrets, nigga don't judge me then Still indecisive, okay, well fuck it then Your dumb ass always try to get the upper hand in the situation Look, I understand, wait, no fuck this shit, no I don't Wait forever while you get you together No, I won't, if I still feel lonely with you Then I'd rather just be alone Deep down, I know what she want, bro How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I love you When I just really discover what love is Running away again How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I need you I need a second to think what you dug in Running away again How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I want you When all I know is I never wanted to Running away again. How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I love you when I just really discover what love is? Running away again. Okay, now how TF am I supposed to exercise? Saying all these words in my head out loud. Were you lying when you said you were proud? Cause I got work to do. Last thing I'm trying to do is work on me while hurting you. I know I'm known for breaking hard shit. But don't hold that against me, I was figuring it out. Really, I know when your mama want inside the house. I just had to practice matching actions with my mouth. I've been through a lot of little traumatized. But now I feel like big magic, you ain't never kissed magic. You gon' try the boat and I'ma pop a molly. Tequila with the worm and the weeks, got it too hot. No, I'm too old to be stepping on my own foot. I blame myself, but I need you to take a second look. Probably robbed you for your feelings, cause my ex made me a crook. Now I'm in it for the books. How the yeah. fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I love you when I just really discover what love is? Running away again. How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I need you? I need a second to think what you dug in. Running away again. How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I want you when all I know is I never wanted to end? Running away again. How the fuck I'm supposed to tell you that I love you when I just really discover what love is running away again Once a corner rhyme in the corner deep in my mind with thoughts transcend space and become moments in time Blind ambition set back with a watch for eye on the web of love at first sight would be something that he would find Hold up, too sweet for words and truly wonderful kind Kind soul convos about how the stars could align so perfect And at a time so worth it, hold up, I'm lying Lying down in the bed, uneasy but on the surface I'm fine All right, that was um, DeAndre Hitchcock featuring Black. Uh, How the fuck? I was watching a video during that, and that's a pretty dope video. Yeah, so he has, he has an album out called Better. That's that's where the uh, song is from. Um, it's actually a pretty good album. Um, I love the album. I listen to it all this time when I go on my walks. It's a pretty good album. I think you guys should check it out. Um, thank you, guys. I did 50-some minutes today. Um, I'm so happy to be back in the flow doing podcasts. I fucking love it here, and I hope you guys love it too. Um, this has been another episode of Listen to Listen to This by Shit podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. We're not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who you gonna believe, nigga? Me or Google? I have been your host, Dom Sharp. There's two things that every human has: opinions and assholes. I'm so happy to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem. And I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page, Listen and Shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple Podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. Only way I'm ever going to get better if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.